We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon football is bringing in a ton of talent for recruiting visits this weekend. A lot of them coming from the transfer portal. We're talking recruiting on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It is Friday, December 15th. 2023 coming to you from Long Beach, California. It is a busy, busy time, just like it was the last time I talked to you guys on the podcast. Busy, busy time in everything Oregon football and the Oregon football community right now. You have the team resuming practice today on Friday in Eugene for the Fiesta Bowl against Liberty. That game scheduled for New Year's Day out in Arizona. You have transfer portal news. Uh, the big news yesterday was that true freshman running back Dante Dowdell was going to be transferring from the University of Oregon after just one season with the Ducks. That was a big, a uh, big story uh, that broke yesterday. And then now we kind of have a little bit of a weekend recruiting primer. That's going to be the the topic of today's video, today's episode of the podcast. Going to go through some of the big names that are expected on campus in Eugene for visits this weekend. And I think the biggest thing that I'm going to say here between now and the start of the early signing period next Wednesday, it's going to be nuts because you have high school recruiting, you have coaches on the road, um, you have the portal, so much is going on. So it really kind of feels like all bets are off, but Going to do the very best I can to keep you guys up to date on all the latest developments, which is why it's important you follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mtorresports, that name right there on your screen. And if you're watching here on YouTube, do me a favor, help me out, subscribe to the channel. We're on the road to 3K and hit that like button and leave me a comment. Let me letting me know how you're feeling about Oregon football, Oregon football recruiting. 
whatever it is, you can ask me a question there. I'm trying to get better at responding to the comments. There's been a lot of them lately, but you can also ask a, a, a mailbag question in there if you'd like. Love interacting with you guys and helping you guys build the show because I make this show for you guys, the listener. So as we get into some of the big names that are expected on campus in Eugene this weekend, some of them have already arrived. I kind of wanted to have a, a little guiding note, if you will, because we've seen a lot of guys enter the portal. I think they're they're up to nine right now as of this recording. Nine players from Oregon have entered the transfer portal, and there's only been one addition, one commitment, and that's Dylan Gabriel, obviously, the former Oklahoma quarterback. And I saw a comment, it was either on Facebook or somewhere under one of my stories lately, and the comment said, um, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but basically that the the defections or the losses aren't matching up or aren't adding up with the credits and or the additions, right? You know, it's not it's it's out of balance right now. And I thought that was an interesting question and might be good to something to kind of kind of um you know chew on here and, and mull over. Oregon only has one commitment from the transfer portal right now, but it's probably the single most important commitment potentially in the entire country, um, which which might sound kind of far-fetched or kind of making it a bigger deal than I need to, but I really think it's true because Dylan Gabriel was one of the top quarterbacks available in the transfer portal, won 10 games at Oklahoma and Oregon is a premier program in college football. They're always going to be an attractive destination, always going to be a player for major talent in the transfer portal. And now that you take Dylan Gabriel and add him to this Oregon roster for 2024, I already talked about how that's a huge box that Oregon's checking in the off season, not just for the quarterback position, but I think we just we need to talk about how there's probably going to be some trickle effect here, right? Some trickle down effect or some some more impact than just him. What I'm trying to say here is I think Dylan Gabriel is a phenomenal player in his own right, but he's only going to help Oregon attract more top tier talent, whether that's from the high school ranks or probably more significantly for this next year, right? The transfer portal. And Good players want to play with good players. That's always going to be true. But I think that Dylan Gabriel really, I think, is going to help Oregon with two of their expected visitors this weekend. Let's stay at the quarterback position. UCLA quarterback, Dante Moore. He's expected to visit this weekend, and he's probably the biggest name that is going to be on campus right now because right after Dylan Gabriel committed, News broke that Ty Thompson's going to be entering the transfer portal. So Oregon has a need at quarterback. And they just, um, they lost a commitment from Michael Van Buren uh, recently as well. So they have Luke Moga coming in in the 2024 class. You have Austin Novosad already on campus and obviously has been with the team for the past year. And then you have Dylan Gabriel. So that leaves you with three scholarship quarterbacks. And I think you want to have four. So just from a number standpoint, Dante Moore would fit in perfectly for the Ducks. And I think if you're looking at other schools across the country, there's not a lot that I think can beat the situation that Oregon has right now, because if Dante Moore is willing to sit for a year, which is more or less kind of the, the grasp that I think most people, myself included, kind of have on this right now, 
He's been talking about how development's really important. And I think if he were to come to Oregon, he could more or less sit for a year behind Dylan Gabriel, learn the offense, get comfortable in Eugene, redshirt, and then 2025 comes around and he could compete for the starting job. And that might make it easier for Oregon to navigate the 2025 offseason, the 2025 recruiting class. They already have a commitment from Achilles Smith Jr. at quarterback. And it, it really, I think, could end up helping Oregon, I don't know if I'd say deviate, but maybe get away a little bit from the, the transfer portal quarterback trend because they wouldn't they would already have somebody in-house, already have somebody on the roster. And another note on Dante Moore, I feel like a lot of fans have been um not sure if over over dramatic is the right word, but a lot of fans seem to be really upset whenever I like post my stuff about Dante Moore. It's not a, I mean not always, but like I'll see fans out there saying he already flipped from Oregon, he's going to do it again or like he didn't want Oregon, so why should they want him? And I just I don't understand that train of thought because the coach that recruited him, his primary recruiter, Kenny Dillingham, the offensive coordinator and his position coach, his quarterback's coach, took a job somewhere else. I don't care if we're talking about Oregon or pretty much any other school. I'm not saying I guarantee that would happen, but it is very likely that if you put that exact situation and you copy paste it at another school, something like that is probably going to happen. So I don't think that there's any bad blood. I don't think that there should be any love lost. I think Oregon heads into this visit with more probably in the driver's seat now because we haven't really seen a lot of reports coming out linking Dante Moore to other schools. Does that mean that it's a done deal with Oregon? Definitely not. That's why he's taking this trip. That's why I'm sure they want to sit down and, and talk through the plan. Uh, and, and just kind of answer any questions that he might have, alleviate any concerns, you know, whatever it may be. But I think it says a lot that we really haven't seen too many other schools aside from Michigan, which recruited him pretty heavily coming out of high school. Of course, he is a Detroit a Detroit native. So I think that is obviously a school to watch here, but they're getting that first visit. And I think that is super important. The Ducks have a great opportunity to capitalize here with Dante Moore and really help set themselves up for success at quarterback in 2024 and beyond. And then we were talking about Dylan Gabriel. Let's talk about one of his teammates. Offensive lineman Caden Green is going to be taking a visit to Oregon this weekend, starting on Friday. And he is one of five offensive linemen that the Oklahoma Sooners have lost since the end of the regular season, either via the transfer portal or the 2024 NFL draft. It is worth mentioning that the Sooners did pick up a major commitment from Tampa Catholic offensive lineman Eddie Pierre-Louise earlier today on Friday. So that's obviously a really big commitment for Brent Venables and company. Maybe he's a plug-and-play type of guy. I know Oregon was one of the finalists, but didn't really think that they had much of a shot there. And Oklahoma was in the driver's seat for quite a while in, in that recruitment. But Caden Green is a Missouri native. And he played his high school ball at least some at North High School, which is the same high school that produced Williams uh, Winery, the number one defensive lineman in the 2024 class. Uh, he's committed to Missouri, was a guy that Oregon was going after. But I think Missouri is going to be a very key state for Oregon moving forward, not just in the high school ranks. But if you're seeing these guys enter the portal, you're seeing these guys 
come over and visit Oregon. I think it's going to be really important because Dan Lanning's from Missouri. So if you see a guy hit the portal or if you see a guy on the high school ranks from Missouri that is linked to Oregon, there there's your connection. I think that that is going to be very, very important. But Caden Green coming out to visit this weekend is obviously huge. Maybe he wants to follow Dylan Gabriel and team up again and Eugene. The Ducks do have a need along the offensive line, and I think Caden Green could be one of those guys uh, that ultimately that ultimately helps them fill that need along the offensive line. With Jackson Powers Johnson heading to the NFL, he's a center. I think Poncho Iapani Laulu is going to Iapani Poncho Laulu is going to slide over to probably be the starting center next year. And then you lose Stephen Jones after he exhausts his college eligibility. Caden Green, 6'5", 316. I think he could potentially come in and compete for a job there at right guard. I think you're looking pretty good for Oregon's offensive line, aside from losing Jackson Powers Johnson and Stephen Jones. Left to right, you got Josh Connerly Jr. holding down a left tackle spot. You would think that Marcus Harper is going to come back. Then you got Poncho at center. And then a little bit of an open competition at right guard. And then if Ajani Cornelius comes back at right tackle, you're looking pretty solid. You still have Nishad Struther and then a number of, of young offensive linemen that they signed either in the 2023 class or earlier. Uh, David, David Ayuli, David Yuli is one to keep an eye on as well. But I think with Caden Green popping up in Eugene this weekend, I was hearing some buzz linking him to Oregon earlier this week, but it wasn't a lot of specifics. It was just more so hey, Oregon's looking like they could be a really a really good spot for Caden Green, or, oh, hey, Oregon's maybe going after Caden Green, and then this visit popped up. So do my best to keep you guys in the loop, and I think that that Caden Green visit could be really, really big. Um, I think Oregon's probably looking like the team to beat here um, in that recruitment. Now, Hayes Fawcett did report that he's going to take a visit out to Missouri on Sunday, so Friday, Saturday in Eugene, and then back out to his home state of Missouri for a, a visit with Eliah Drinkowitz and the Tigers. But with Oregon getting that first visit and then Dylan Gabriel going to Oregon, that could be enough to ultimately push them over the top here with Caden Green. And we haven't seen them involved with too many offensive linemen. So I think that Caden Green is kind of looking like their premier target right now. But that's the latest that we have on two of the biggest names that are expected in Eugene for this weekend for a big, big recruiting weekend for Dan Lanning and the Ducks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Welcome back to the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, coming at you on a Friday, talking some Oregon football recruiting. Going to have a an episode probably coming out on Saturday, is my guess, with, with John Hoover. He is the publisher of the Sports Illustrated Fan Nation Oklahoma site, All Sooners. We're going to be talking about Dylan Gabriel, so keep an eye out for that one and give it a listen. So, some more big names are coming in to visit Oregon via the transfer portal this weekend. Another one that is certainly worth a a mention here is Michigan State defensive lineman Derek Harmon. He spent three seasons with the Spartans in East Lansing, and the Ducks do have a need along the defensive line as well, right? You're going to be losing a lot of top guys at that D-line spot. Brandon Dorless, Casey Rogers, Popo Amavai, Taki Taimani. So, it's it's not a surprise to see Dan Lanning bringing in some some big time guys at the position. Uh, Derek Harmon played in 28 games, I want to say, um, while he was with the Spartans. You have some other schools involved in this one, I believe Auburn and Ohio State are some of the other schools that have gotten visits. Uh, and he's a Michigan native. Oregon hasn't done a whole lot when it comes to um, to recruiting Michigan players, but. I mean, uh, I mean, you have a, uh, you have Dante Moore, right? He's probably the best, the best example for Oregon's recruiting efforts in, in that part of the country. But you got Derek Harmon, six foot five, three hundred and twenty pounds, and and that's pretty much exactly what you're looking for uh, along the interior. And when you're assessing Oregon's needs for the 2024 season and and looking at the roster, who's coming back, who's leaving, the cupboard isn't bare for Dan Lanning and Tony Tuioti along the defensive line. I want to make that pretty clear because they have done a really good job bringing in transfer portal players along the D line in recent years. But I think you have some guys that could potentially help you this season that you have signed in previous classes, right? Ben Roberts is a guy that they signed in the 22 class out of Utah. And then you also have Terrence green. He's a a huge body out of Texas that they signed in 2023. Amari Washington, Michael Gardner, guys like that that we have heard good things about from some of these players, whether it's during spring ball, fall camp, or just talking about them throughout the year. I think those are big names that you have to watch. That they were kind of um, kind of cooking while you were while you were playing throughout the year, right? As good as Oregon's offensive line was last year, just think about all these young guys that got to soak up knowledge from Casey Rogers, Brandon Dorless, guys like that. That's going to be huge as they look to move on from all those veteran guys, all those high-end production guys in 2024. Does that mean that they're going to match that same level? Not necessarily, but I think it certainly gives you a leg up. It's it's just more of the iron sharpens iron, the, the good on good type of um, narrative that you always hear. So I think that since they've seen some of these guys hit early, like Mateo, Tatum, Blake Purchase, all those guys played early, but you didn't necessarily see as many guys break through along the interior. So I think that there's going to be plenty of opportunities up in the air, up for grabs, I should say, in 2024. And they'll probably be kind of selective, right, with who they bring in in the transfer portal, at least along the defensive line. The name that I got um, floated out to me as far as a little comparison for Derek Harmon was Jordan Riley, who is, I believe he's in the NFL with the Giants right now. 
Um, I don't think he was necessarily a major contributor, but he didn't really do much at Oregon. And then he got drafted by the Giants. So um, I, I think that Derek Harmon is kind of being looked at as an upgraded version, like a new and improved version of, of Jordan Riley. And I think that would be really good for Oregon because Dan Lanning has proven to be really, really effective at not, not only identifying, but recruiting and landing and utilizing talent from the transfer portal. And he knows that you have to have that right combination of high school guys and transfer portal guys, because we've seen programs that rely too much on the transfer portal and it doesn't always pan out. So in today's ever-changing world of college football, I think you still have to build the core of your team from the high school ranks. And I think Dan Lanning would probably agree, but Derek Harmon is certainly a name to watch as they bring in some more guys this weekend Let's look at the cornerback and safety spot because I think the Ducks have a need in the secondary as well. You got some safeties coming in. Mississippi State defensive back, Mississippi State safety Corey Ellington um, is in Eugene on Friday. The Ducks hosted, they might still be hosting, but I know that they hosted his teammate, former Mississippi State cornerback, Decameron Richardson, uh, as early as Wednesday. And I think safety is a really interesting spot to watch for Oregon now, not only because of all the guys that they're losing. I've told you guys about that uh, in the past couple of episodes here and over on Ducks Digest, but there was a little bit of a wrinkle, a little bit of a new development, I think, during the week with Clemson safety Andrew Makuba, who was reportedly going to be visiting Oregon. But I, from what I can gather, that trip doesn't look like it's happening anymore. And he is more than likely going to end up at Texas um, I heard that he's got some pretty strong ties out there in Austin, which is where he's from originally. He's from the state of Texas. So you got to pivot. You got to have other options that you can bring in. So I believe the dead period starts on Monday, which is what makes these visits so important this weekend. So Corey Ellington, I really didn't know a whole lot about him, but he's 6'2", 6'3", 300 pounds, 200 pounds, 6'3", 200 pounds, um, played in 31 games for the Bulldogs and logged 92 total tackles, four tackles for loss, and two pass breakups. But the other big name is Kobe Savage, the Kansas State safety. Looks like he's going to be taking some trips out to the West Coast to Oregon and Washington. He is a guy that I think played some really, really quality football with the Wildcats out there in Manhattan. And I would probably say he's their top safety target in the transfer portal right now, also from the state of Texas. So not a surprise. I've told you guys so many times about Oregon's Texas ties on this staff, on this roster. So they are continuing to look back to the Lone Star State for some of their top options here. Another guy to keep an eye on is Texas A&M cornerback Tyreek Ch Chapel. Um, he is a, a corner that the Ducks are bringing in to try to fill a need at corner. I don't think it's a super pressing need at corner. I will admit that I don't think the secondary play was where the Ducks needed it to be. It was better than it was in 2022, which is ultimately the bottom line. Like You need to be improving every year. You can't afford to take steps back. But given what the room is looking like next year, Jaleel Florence, Nico Reed, Dante Manning, Rod Pleasant, maybe you have some of those young guys from the 23 class step up. You have Sione Laulea coming in from the Juco ranks. I think they view him as a plug-and-play kind of guy. I think Oregon's going to be selective with who they bring in at cornerback because given the numbers that they're working with, I don't think you bring in a corner unless you know 
that he's better than one of your options you currently have on your roster. You know, if he can kind of be that plug and play kind of guy, or at the very least a key rotational piece. So Tyreek Chapel is originally from Philadelphia, 5'11", 185 pounds, spent three years with the Aggies. So it's an experienced guy. And I think that's obviously something that you're going to be looking for. He's played in 33 games during his time in college station. So he's an experienced option that the Ducks are going to be looking at. Pretty much most people in the portal are going to be pretty experienced, right? We're talking about a lot of these guys, but Dante Moore and Caden Green are some of the exceptions. Caden Green was a former top 100 recruit. So he is obviously going to be a name that's pretty coveted in the transfer portal, but I like where Oregon stands there. So we've been talking about some of the options that they're bringing in in the secondary. Another interesting name is actually a running back. And this was an interesting development given that Dante Dowdell um, entered the portal on Thursday. Uh, It looks like Jay Harris from Northwest Missouri State is going to be in town this weekend to check out Oregon. Big back, big back, productive back. Six foot two, 215 pounds. And in 2023, he ran for four for 1,433 yards and 14 touchdowns on 244 carries, which averages out to 5.9 yards per carry. Certainly, right there, along with Bucky Irving and, and Jordan James from a stats perspective, 1433, uh, 1400 yards is great. Um, but you might think Northwest Missouri State. You know what? Why, why would we? Why would Oregon be getting um, a guy from that school? I think it's. I think it's D two. I want to say. Um, so it's it's a little surprising, but Jay Harris. That's his name. Jay Harris is a um, St. Louis native. So I know that uh, Carlos Lachlan was out in St. Louis earlier this week which is, um, you know, kind of interesting, right? When you see those trips line up like that. Now he, now Jay Harris is going to be coming out to Eugene, but he's really, really productive, bigger back. I think that he kind of gives Oregon one of those bigger frames, even though Dante Dowdell was there. Um, I think that he could potentially find himself right in the thick of it for a competition with, with Noah Whittington and Jordan James next year. Noah Whittington hasn't specifically or formally announced that he's coming back next year, but I'm of the belief that Noah Whittington's going to be coming back. Um, and, and obviously Oregon's running back room is, is kind of crowded there. But Jay Harris is definitely a really intriguing name. I, I've, I've talked to some people about him and he's got really, really nice feet, you know, good footwork. And, and that's huge. You got to have a back that can catch the ball as well. Um, let me look at his stats to see what he did receiving uh, this past year. So he caught he caught 10 passes for 32 yards last year. So it wasn't really used that much in the passing game. But I think he would just give Oregon a different look. Jordan James is a pretty big back, but 6'2", 215, that is definitely pretty big. So I think that that would be a really interesting add for the Ducks. Um, Carlos Lachlan has been really good at identifying talent, and he is one of the best recruiters in the country. I think I've actually gone through every name on my list over on ducksdigest.com. So that is just immaculate timing. Um, As far as 2024 recruits go, I don't think there are many that I know of right now. I'm going to continue to dig and see what I can find, but not too many that I know right now. They're going to be in town this weekend. 
Oregon quarterback, cornerback commit Dakota Fields is going to be taking his official visit with the Ducks this weekend. Other notes to kind of add here as we wind down on this episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. A reminder, you can check out the full list for free of visitors for Oregon over on DucksDigest.com. Share that one with your other Duck fans. Jeremiah McClellan. Jeremiah McClellan is a name you should absolutely continue to monitor. Um, I've been talking to some of my sources on that one, and I think that the staff feels good about their chance to flip the 2024 Ohio State wide receiver commit out of St. Louis, Missouri, Christian Brothers. The Ducks were out there. Dan Lanning was out there for a visit. It was either in-home or at school. I'm not sure, but it was a, a visit out in Missouri. And what I'm hearing is that they're feeling good about their chance to, to get it done, to complete that flip. But I'm also hearing that distance is uh, is causing a little bit of hesitation with the family. So we'll have to continue monitoring that one. And then another note on 2024 wide receiver recruiting, Oregon did stop by Long Beach Milliken out in my neck of the woods, literally like 10 minutes away from me um, to, uh, to visit the school. Uh, I don't have any more specifics on that, but Long Beach Milliken is the home of 2024 USC wide receiver commit Ryan Pelham. You'll remember he committed to USC over Oregon in the summer, I want to say it was. It was a final two of USC and Oregon, and now Oregon looks like they are back uh, in the mix there a little bit, or at the very least, circling around. So, you know, you could see, you could say, oh, Max, you might be reading too far into that. Just the Twitter post that said um, that said that Oregon was, was on campus to, um, to, you know, check out the school, but let me, let me just see if I can find it here. All right. Oh, that's the wrong button. Hold on. Okay, here we go. So yeah, uh, Milliken football, it says on Twitter, Oregon football coaches on campus today at Long Beach Milliken, hashtag win the day. That is their slogan at Milliken. And the reason that I think this is probably to see Ryan Pelham is because just think about where we are in the recruiting calendar right now. Dan Lanning and the rest of these coaches have been all over the country lately. You got them down in Florida. You got them in Missouri. You got them in Texas, in Arizona. Like, I don't think Dan Lanning's sleeping right now, but he's back in Oregon, as are the rest of the coaches, for a big visit weekend. So my reasoning is, why would you go if it's not to see Pelham? I don't know. No one's told me that it was to see Pelham. I want to be clear. I don't have specific intel on this trip. But I did have a, a source tell me that Oregon's still in the mix for, for Ryan Pelham. So keep an eye out there. Definitely keep an eye out there. I just think that it makes a lot of sense for them to stop by and make this trip. So we'll see what happens with Ryan Pelham as the early signing period gets closer. Ducks have a need at wide receiver. They were also out in the state of Idaho to stop by Burley High School, home to 2024 wide receiver Gatlin Bear. But that is all I have for you guys on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Some reminders, excuse me, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mtorussports. Subscribe to the channel. Really been appreciating all the support I've been seeing lately. And uh, share the show. Share the Ducks Dish Podcast with your friends, with your family, with other Duck fans. Have yourself an amazing weekend. And we will see you on the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast.